You know how Disney's the happiest place on earth? Do I ever? Well, it's about to get a little bit happier, maybe. We'll be talking about that today. Oh, that'll be good. And you've been wanting to get tested for the COVID, right? Uh, Maybe not, but we've got one that's a lot better than using one of those big-ass Q-tips. Okay, well, another great thing to talk about. Florida's cavalcade of killer invasive species Oh, the killer invasive species. Yep, excellent. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people that live and play here. And we have a few of those stories to tell, don't we, Kirsten? As always, ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. And by the way, happy episode 13. Happy episode 13. (laughs) Yeah, Right? Or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. So our first story comes to us from WUSF News. The Florida Department of Health says that a person in the Tampa area has been infected with a rare brain-eating amoeba. The microscopic organism is usually found in lakes, rivers, and ponds, and the infection that it causes destroys brain tissue. The amoeba infects you by entering through your nose, then traveling to your brain. Usually it happens in July, August, September when water temperatures are at their warmest. Symptoms include headaches, fever, nausea, a stiff neck, seizures, loss of balance, even hallucinations. Now, this is the 37th case ever reported in Florida, and I should say that's 37 cases in about 60 years. So it's fairly rare. Right. That's not many, but it's a quarter of the known cases in the entire United States came from Florida. It's crazy. It's usually fatal. In fact, only two known cases have ever even survived. That's unbelievable. It really is. Officials recommend avoiding water-related activities in fresh water, uh, using nose clips, and, and not digging up sediment when you're in warm fresh water. Right. And this they, only lives in fresh water and not so much. Only cool fresh water. They also say that exposure can occur when using tap water in neti pots or when conducting religious rituals. So make sure to use sterile water when you do that. Okay. All I have to say about this right now is amoeba damn near killed you. That's pretty awful. I know. It's It's a super awful joke, but I really had fun writing it. Uh, Wait, you wrote that? Oh, I wrote it. I spent many, many hours on it. No, it actually just came to me, and I thought it was really funny. So, uh, no, but all of of all of the years for the brain eating amoeba to make its comeback to Florida, why not twenty twenty? Right? Why not twenty twenty? And you know, I think it's especially fitting that apparently amoeba season, brain eating amoeba season, came early this year. <laughs> You know, it showed up at the end of June. It's a little before schedule. Yeah, I just love a brain-eating amoeba season. It's 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 just like hurricane season. We're used to it. it's coming in a certain well, exactly. time of year. Exactly. Right? Yeah, peak brain-eating amoeba season ends in September, which is right when peak hurricane season is ramping up. Yeah. So, you know, Florida is such a special place. It really it's is magical. <laughs> You've got wildfires to deal with before hurricane season, then oh, yeah. hurricane season to deal with before brain-eating amoeba season, or in the same time as all of that. Yeah. It just never ends. There are some beautiful parts of, of the year, though. So we always have that going Absolutely. For us. We're Absolutely. Paid, we're, paid, we're paid for in sunshine. <laughs> so uh, w- one other question I want to ask is, what which sounds worse, COVID or a brain-eating amoeba? 
I mean, you get the hallucinations with both, and yeah. that's that's nice. But yeah. I, you know, I think my odds of survival. I think I'll take the Rona. Yeah. Well, let's go over the symptoms again. You said headaches, fever, mm-hmm. nausea, stiff, stiff neck. neck. Uh, seizures, loss of balance, and even hallucinations. That just sounds like a regular Saturday night, right? When we were actually going out. When we actually left yeah. our homes. Yeah, that just sounds like a good good night out with the boys. Yeah. I, you or know, girls. Another reason why you know you might want to take the Rona. Yeah. I notice you don't seem to lose weight with oh, the brain-eating amoeba. That's true. Yeah. I, everyone I know that's had you know coronavirus, they've lost like 20, 30 pounds. Well, and even though the amoeba thing is very rare, is the killing of the brain tissue part. Yeah. I feel like it's like it's as if like some sort of acid is being injected into oh. your nose. It just sounds so awful and so painful. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not making light of either one of these. No, it's just, both awful. They both sound awful. And it's just so perfect that they're here together in 2020. We can't get any luckier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, a quarter of the known cases in the United States have been in Florida. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense yeah. in that, you know, warm water, mm-hmm. but but there's been cases in places like Minnesota. So, you yeah. know, it's it's not like it's just Florida and just the South. Well, and you would think it would be places where they would have bigger concentrations of freshwater lakes. Uh, Minnesota. Right. Land exactly. 10,000. Or is it 100,000? Whatever. 10, it's a lot of lakes. 10,000. Whole lot of lakes. We can say 100,000. Who cares? We're not there. Whatever. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that Florida's got the best of everything. We really do. And, you yeah. know... How ironic is it in a state that is known for maybe some stupidity? Yeah, just a little. That an amoeba that eats brain tissue is so common. I mean, isn't it going to starve? Yeah. Well, I would think, or or maybe maybe it. <laughs> and I say that again, being a Florida resident. Right. Maybe there are levels of brain eating amoebas. Maybe the only time we ever hear about them is when they've actually eaten through so much brain that it uh... that it hits all of these symptoms. Maybe all of us Floridians really just have it, and that's why we're so Ooh, dumb. I think that's an amazing yeah. theory. Like a much more mild version mild... Of, the, of the amoeba, and that would explain why we do so many dumb things. Wow, that. You should work for the CDC, man. Hey, I got my tinfoil hat on and everything. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> well, if brain-eating amoeba aren't enough reason to avoid uh, inland bodies of water in Florida, here's yeah. another one for you. Uh, this one is from Local10.com. And Corey, are you familiar with the Python Cowboy? Python Cowboy. Is that different from the Cocaine Cowboys? I think they're Florida? cousins. Oh, maybe. Oh, is, <laughs> is he also cousins with the Naked Cowboy in New York? Yes, absolutely. Well, oh, yep. there we go. Yeah, yeah, I they're think all, I know exactly. They're all related. No, oh. the uh, Python Cowboy is also not a uh, lesser-known John Wayne film. It's actually the nickname of a contractor with the South Florida Water Management District, whose nice. real name is Mike. Kimmel, and he is a professional python hunter. Sounds like a cool job. So last month, Trapper Mike made a record-breaking catch. An enormous female python measuring 17 feet, 7 inches, and weighing 135 pounds. Wow. That is a state of Florida record. Trapper Mike nicknamed her the man-eater. Yes. Because she bit him. Yeah. According to the Instagram that he has, um, I, the Instagram. <laughs> the Instagrams. According as the kids to the Instagrams, say. he had to store the python in a freezer before it could be officially measured. And the man eater was so big and heavy, she got stuck in the freezer and he couldn't get her out for the scheduled weigh in. Wow. So he had to unplug the freezer and let her thaw for a week before they could actually do the official measurements. <laughs> That's incredible. 
So for those of you who are listening from outside the state of Florida, Mm -hmm. uh, the South Florida Water Management District has uh, an official Python elimination program. Folks basically can apply, even get paid for eliminating pythons. The program has removed more than 27 pythons in five years. That's incredible. These This python cowboy is doing God's work, if you ask me. He is. He's he is. fighting all of these invasive species, so I don't have to. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think I, I really like so much about this story. I didn't realize that it that the uh, python hunting was all under South Florida Water Management District. Yes. And I'm somebody that works in the news. I should have known that. You really should. I've done so many things with the South Florida Water Management District over my journalism career that it's real. I'm like, I'm actually finding them a lot cooler that they deal with the python hunting as well. Well, because so many of the pythons are in in the Everglades and in of the course. properties that no, it they makes manage. Complete sense, and and water is such an important part of their environment. But what I really liked about this story is I love the man eater nickname that he gave to the <laughs> python. He must be a real big Hall and Oates fan, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's uh, caught some other uh, amazing. Don't go too far. We might ha- we might get into right, fair we'd use have to there. Pay it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm wondering if. Uh, he's given other hollow notes nicknames to his oh. pythons like maybe there's a rich girl one out there mm. or maybe there's um i don't know private eyes or maybe adult education seems like good names for uh for pythons to uh, me right say it isn't I- so Corey. oh yeah that's true <laughs> that, must be, that might be better sarah smile maybe that might be better so you're unemployed yeah I'm unemployed. We're super excited about it. We live near the area where python hunting is done. Are you saying what I think you're saying? I think maybe we found the solution to some of our issues. Time to go python hunting. Yeah. Shouldn't be a problem for me with my deathly fear of snakes. Paralyzing fear of snakes. Paralyzing fear of snakes. Um. Do you think that you could wrangle like maybe a four foot snake if you had to? Uh. It's. I'm starting to get a lot of anxiety thinking about it, but yes, <laughs> I, I, I would say four foot, four footer. I could probably make work. Okay. Well, just so you know, put this put this in the back of your okay. head. Um. So Python hunters, first of all, receive minimum wage for up to a ten hour workday. Oh, great! Wow. So even if you don't catch any snakes, that's eight something an hour hey, or some, so. Yeah. yeah. Plus. $50 for every python you catch up to four feet. 50 bucks? 50 bucks. That's so you, like that's like making the last pail on the Bozo show. You got $50. Yeah. I mean, so. Which so is harder. You wrangle a four foot snake. Cha-ching. $50. Right there. Hey, a grant. Right in your pocket. I love it. It gets better. Oh. So for every foot of length beyond four feet, okay. you get an extra 25 bucks. Nice. So, you know, if it's five feet, you get $75 yeah. total. If it's six feet, you get $100 total. If it's 17 feet, you get $375 total. Yeah. So, you on know. Top, on top of your minimum wage. Uh, right? So either go for the big boys or girls and or. or yeah. Or do just, you go for quality or quantity? Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you've got some, you know, it's like most other fields where you have some. 
that go after the quantity, and then you have some that go for only the quality. Well, in the Python Cowboy, plus I mean, there's the thrill of the hunt for the real big ones. He as well. he actually he skins them. He yeah. sells like wallets and stuff sure. on his website. I yeah. mean, he's got a whole industry going here. It's You've got not to. Just if you're the, the Python hunting. Cowboy, you better have a lot going on with it. His Instagram is excellent, by the way. I bet. Not a sponsor of the show, but check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got our so, fingers crossed. Maybe next time. So 17 feet. Yeah. That's a lot. I keep thinking of like, I look at 17 feet, 300, 135 pounds. I'm trying to think of like, what's a good comparison for this outside of Tommy Lee? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So 17 feet, 135 pounds. That's what? Three times taller than me and weighs slightly less. So. So there's your perspective. That's a pretty I guess. good perspective. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh oh. I th- now that I think about it, it's like three Napoleons long. Oh, three Napoleons. Yeah, probably not. Um, I can't. I don't know what Napoleon's weight was. I probably I, more than one. I don't have that at my. Right I mean, at I my would fingertips. think, especially like with the weight of the sword and yeah. everything. You yeah. know, um, seventeen feet. That's half of a telephone pole. Oh, that's a really good comparison there, right? Because or, telephone poles are tall. Yeah. yeah. Or giraffe. giraffe. That's basically like a giraffe from tip to toes. Oh, really? 17, 18 feet. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, something. So that's uh, 17 is basically nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Unless you're allergic to snakes, yeah. which I well, don't think is a thing. It's an impressive career. I guess we'll have to really rethink, you know, if we want to go into it. Sounds like it's fairly lucrative. Um, if we're good at catching pythons, I, I don't think we. I would just be good don't at know. It. I, well, probably not. I mean, <laughs> I'm just so damn scared of snakes. I just don't know if I could do it. So, outside of like Australia, yeah. Do you think Florida like has the most things that could kill you? Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening. You know, lots of crazy species that you can find in the Everglades. Mm -hmm. Lots of, you know, but I've always thought of like, to me, what seemed like the most exotic place that had a lot of like crazy stuff that could kill you was always the Amazon. I think of like piranhas. Oh, piranhas. And Mm -hmm. uh, and because, you know, the Amazon is is a lot. It's very similar in a lot of ways. Very swampy. Spoken like somebody who's been there. I have no, I don't, is it swampy? I have no idea. I I get the, I've always gotten the impression. I always thought it was more jungly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't either. I just feel like, I don't, there was something about the Amazon that always intrigued me and scared me at the same time. Well, let's think of what are all the things that could kill you in Florida? Um, Let's see, sharks, pythons, pythons, and boa Um, constrictors, boa constrictors. Uh, Nile monitor lizards when they Ooh, get really, really yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alligators, alligators, obviously. And we have crocodiles, crocodiles too. Yeah. Um, brain-eating amoeba. Brain-eating amoeba. That's on the list now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there are, and then Florida man, you know, and uh, <laughs> meth addicts, um, oh, bath salts. I, I mean, we've I got was, a lot of people on that. I so. mean, I was, I was thinking, you know, fire ants. Fire ants, Yes. You had that one. Uh, I ended up in the emergency room awful once when we lived in Georgia, and it was it. just oh. three stings. Yeah, that was really scary, and and you were just <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it was scary for me too. But I, I was just thinking like, and that was just because you were out shooting and you had happened to have flip flops on. I mean, everywhere we go in Florida, we're wearing flip flops, right? Yeah, and we run we run into little ant hills all the time. I mean, it's you would think they're they're being so small. It wouldn't make that big of a difference. They can do some damage. They can yeah. do a lot so we've, of damage. We've got little things that can kill you. we got big things that can kill you. Yeah. Would, do you think a skunk ape could kill you? 
I don't know. I mean, a skunk ape could kill you. Sure. Be- yeah. I mean, I have to think just because of, you know, the relative size to everything else. Yeah, it has. It probably has the ability. But I wonder because it smells because of the skunk ape part. Maybe it's like lacking in confidence, a little timid. Oh. It may be, it may be timid or afraid, more afraid of you. Like you know, I the, knew some kids old, in middle school yeah, like that. The old they adage did, is like, it's more afraid good. of you than you are of it. You know, and it could have uh, something. Plus, I mean, you're not going to get snuck up on unless he's downwind. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, just always stay upwind. Always uh, stay upwind of the skunk of ape. the skunk ape. Yeah. So our next story comes to us from Fox 35 Orlando, and. Uh, I think it's no surprise to anyone, even our listeners from out of the country, if I say that the state of Florida is seeing a spike in coronavirus cases, right? Yes, a big spike, yes. So you may be concerned, I Mm -hmm. may be concerned, but that's not stopping the mouse. (laughs) Despite a spike in COVID-19 cases in Florida, Walt Disney World and its parks still plan to reopen next week. Oh, yeah. Of course, Disneyland in California postponed its reopening plans when a fresh wave of COVID-19 cases emerged in the Golden State. Right. So naturally, a lot of folks were wondering if Disney World would follow suit. Sure. Here in Florida. Uh, Actors Equity Association has asked Disney to hold the gates for the sake of its performers. There's an online petition with close to 19,000 signatures. But the difference between Florida and California is that California hasn't even issued guidelines for theme parks to reopen yet. Wow. Whereas Florida gave Disney the green light more than a month ago and they've been selling tickets ever since. Yeah. So, unless something changes in the next few days, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom will open Saturday, July 11th. Right. Epcot and Hollywood Studios will reopen the following Wednesday. Right. Now, I want to start off with this story by saying that I really what I really commended Disney and the way that they handled this at the beginning of the of the pandemic. I really thought they were smart to uh, be very slow to like come back, you know, and and push for business to reopen. Plus, they were the only ones whose people got unemployment at first. Right? Like, they yeah, they were that handling out. it the right way in in that way too. It was it was really commendable to see them do that because you know, you know, so much of what they do is built on you know attendances and, sure. and how much sure. So what changed? I don't know. I, I I almost wonder if they just became a slave to their plan. And thought, well, this is the date that we picked, and we're just going to go for it full bore. And we've got a because it's going to take a lot for us to to reopen. A lot of moving parts happening, so I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with it as well. I just feel like you've got to reassess the date at some point. Yeah, because so much of what happens around Orlando is so in, indicative of what happens with Disney. Well, so, and Orlando is a hot spot for COVID. Yeah. I mean, it is Orange County has has a lot of cases. And right. you know, Universal Studios reopened a full month ago. SeaWorld and Busch Gardens opened like a week later. So, yeah. by comparison, I mean, Disney's been playing it safe. Yeah. But from what I understand, there's not a whole lot of people going to Universal. And that, to me, would be another red flag for them right? to want to open up right now. But I, it may be, they may be seeing that people are like, well, we're waiting for Disney to open up before we decide to go back. So our sweet, chatty cashier lady at our local grocery store. Yeah, today. <laughs> who is always wearing her face mask below her nose and her mouth and still God complaining her. about her, yeah. <laughs> her face mask. But she's got to wear it all day long. I get it. Um, she mentioned that last weekend she went to Universal Studios right. 
and was surprised that there weren't that many people there. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder why. Yeah. I guess people just don't want to willingly get the disease. So um, I, I have heard, though, at Universal, and, and I'm sure Disney has a similar plan, that if you want to get a picture with a character, uh-huh. you have to do it from a distance of 12 feet from them. <laughs> Which means if you want a selfie, you need some really long arms. That's funny. And I, and, and it makes me think of something that also um, that I was thinking about with this story is what do, what do Mickey and Donald have to say about all this? You know, what's Goofy's stance on the whole thing? And plus, if you're standing 12 feet apart, it looks like you have a restraining order against, how do you, against yeah. Mickey or some sort of like. How, how do you wear a mask over a duck's bill? That'd be tough. That yeah. would be tough. Because I don't know where his nose begins and ends. And, and, and I know where the mouth is. I don't know where, you know, and he's already not wearing pants. I mean, what are the chances of we can get him to wear a mask? That's so true. But you know what? Wouldn't it be something if all of the characters did have masks on? That would help, you know, maybe get kids to be like, hey, we should all be wearing masks. Like while this is going on, like if they see their favorite characters wearing them, it might make it kind of fun. I mean, most of them wear gloves already, I know. so a mask is just you know an additional half yeah. step. So the other thing I'm at wondering about with Disney is, will there be any new attractions that are centered around COVID now that this is happening? Country COVID jamboree. Yeah, that could be it. Or I was thinking of uh, of that great movie aladdin will uh, aladdin and jasmine be riding on separate carpets you know to keep social distancing yeah Yeah, i don't know it's a whole new world yeah whole new world out there a whole new fantastic point of view is what i'm told um lots to lots to consider what about lady and the tramp oh right yeah uh definitely be using separate plates yeah for their spaghetti definitely they're gonna have to yeah you know what they need at disney hmm I mean, they've already got all sorts of mascots, I guess you could say, right? Mm -hmm. What they need. Do you remember, gosh, it was one of the first few weeks of our podcast, Mm -hmm. an attorney named James Yulfelder. You know who I'm talking about? The Grim Reaper guy. The Grim Reaper guy. Yeah. Yeah, So over the 4th of July, he was actually up at Jacksonville Beach. Yeah. Um, he's done appearances in the panhandle. Spreading the good word with his, with his scythe. Yeah. With his, so, you know, slap some Mickey ears on him. Yep. Stick him in the Disney park. Sure. I'm sure they could work him in well, in the, some way. Disney did a Christmas Carol, and he looks a lot like the you ghost know the Ghost of, of Christmas, Christmas Future. Future. Yeah. So he could always just you know play off that that's who he is or whatever. Yeah. Just walk around, point menacingly at people. You know, with Making the mouse sure ears. People stay socially distanced and everything like that. I mean, everybody's going to obey death. They don't want him like you know tapping them on the shoulder or anything like that. That ain't good at all. So our last story, mm-hmm. while we're talking about coronavirus, what are the symptoms that you've heard about with coronavirus? Um, the one that I mainly focus on is the trouble breathing, flu like symptoms, losing sense of taste and smell. Yes, losing sort of the sense of yeah. taste and smell. That's right. that's the one that you seem to hear a whole lot of. So our last story comes to us from Fox 13 News. Yeah. When Megan McKee noticed that she couldn't taste or smell anymore, she blamed her symptoms on her allergies. Mm. She said she felt tired and chilled a few days beforehand, but never had a really high fever. But Megan still thought something might be wrong. So she decided to test herself the old-fashioned way by taking swigs of strong alcohol and seeing how it tasted and then posting it on social media. Yes. So Megan started her at-home COVID test with whiskey And though she felt a little bit of a burn, she couldn't taste anything. So then Hmm. she tried vodka, still nothing. Wow. And then bourbon, more of the same. Sure. 
So she still wasn't convinced she had the Rona until she tried tequila. Yeah. She said she can't stand the smell of tequila normally, mm-hmm. but on that day, she could sniff it, she could swish it around her mouth with ease, wow. and that was her confirmation. This is great. So it's been more than two weeks since her symptoms began. Her taste and smell still haven't come back. Wow. By the way, Megan still has never been officially tested for coronavirus, but believes in her DIY test. Okay. And in fact, actually plans to get an antibody test so that she can donate plasma. Well, that's cool. And uh, I mean, goodbye brain stabbing swabs. I really like this test a whole lot better. Right? Yeah, this is the, the kind of test I can definitely get behind. So now I have to start thinking of my ideal test lineup. All right. So we're talking about whiskey, vodka, bourbon, and then tequila. So... What would be your ideal test lineup? Like if you had to pick your favorite brand for each one. So I'm going, I'm thinking I'm going to go Jack Daniels for whiskey. Pretty tried and true. I'm not a whiskey drinker. I might have to do whiskey last. Oh, you want to do whiskey last? I guess it's all up to you. Tequila, tequila's easy for me. Whiskey, oh, it's rough. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little tougher. So I'm, I'm thinking whiskey first. Um, vodka. I'm gonna go Grey Goose. I really like Grey Goose. Vodka's a lot. so flavorless. I feel like it. It would. You could go really... with anything, right? Tito's. Tito's would be good. Tito's is delicious. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So bourbon. I think maybe like Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really the same. I really like Soco uh, Southern Comfort quite a Too bit. Too sweet. So yeah, but the, for for this kind yeah. of test, I yeah. love it. And I think the the thing is, you don't necessarily always want to go with your favorite. You want to go with something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. That you maybe you don't like. And then tequila. I mean. That's Cuervo. why she went with tequila last. Yeah. Because she hates it. Yeah. And so when she couldn't taste it, she knew. So what what is your alcohol or your thing? It would probably be similar to tequila, but it'd be mezcal because I don't like the smoky flavor that mezcal has. I'm never I've never been a big fan of that smoky flavor. I like tequila okay, but mezcal I can no. To me it would be brandy. Yeah. I ugh. Uh, blah. Yep. Like just thinking about it right now, I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the that's the winner, right? To go with one of those. So the article in, in uh, on the website basically said, you know, you don't have to do this with alcohol. You can just keep things around your house that have strong scents, like oh, peanut butter, yeah. vanilla extract, things like that. Okay. So well, I know exactly what I'd go with. Yeah. Pickles. <laughs> I can't stand pickles. I you can try to convince me till the day is, you know, as as long as the day is that pickles are great, you know, I love them, all that sort of stuff. I can't stand them. I can't stand the way they smell. I can't stand the way they taste. So to me that's the perfect thing to to use. This is why our marriage works because I get all the pickles. Right. It's amazing. And that's all I I would Dare very many couples to be the same way. They're they're pretty much all all the same way. There's always one pickle lover and one pickle you know pickle you, hater. You can have two pickle lovers. You can have pick two pickle haters, but it always works better if you got one and the other. It, it yeah yeah I, I agree. Get in the yang. <laughs> so I just I I love this because you know everybody. First of all, everybody likes a good DIY project. You can't you can't beat it. If you've been to Home Depot during any of this pandemic, you know everybody loves a good DIY project. Yep. You know, at the same time, lines at testing sites are very long. Yep. We've we've seen sites close down like an hour after they open because they run out of tests. We've and the seen lines like lines for drive through yeah. miles long. Miles long. So this is like two birds, one stone. Right. You know, it's like we're all 
We're all drinking a lot more during the pandemic. We're all trying to deal. We all want to get tested. Let's get tested at the let's same just, time. Let's just do it. I say she opens up her own testing sites. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and then there's a, lots of other testing sites all around called bars. Unfortunately, they're not open right now. So we'll just have to make our own makeshift ones. Yeah. I mean, paging Dr. Cuervo. Let's do it. Paging Dr. Walker. We need you stat. We need you stat. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Bring a glass with you. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that... After all of this, after the epidemiologists, after the issues coming up with a reliable test and, and, you know, all of the issues with, you know, things that may or may not work for treatment, Lil John, Lil John knew all along what we needed. Lil John did know all along what we needed. Shots, 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 shots. So much better than swab, 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 swab. Oh, a lot better. Really rolls off the tongue a lot better, too. Right. That's the way to do it. If you ain't doing swabs, get the funk out the clinic. (laughs) What? No, that's not how the song goes. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Little John, you can have that one. We we just made one up for you. That's perfect. I yeah. think he could be the next spokesman. It's your, it's like the COVID remix. Ah, perfect. Yeah. So, Corey, what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that amoebas can be scarier than COVID. Speaking of nice, which, yeah. yeah, I've learned that the answer to our joint unemployment issues might be Python hunting. Yeah. What kind of tools can we get for that sort of thing? Um. <laughs> I've also learned that no pandemic is going to stop Disney from making us happy, damn it. Yeah, happiest place on earth. Come Come on. on. And finally, I learned that you don't need to stand in line for a coronavirus test. You could just page Dr. Cuervo. Hello, Dr. Cuervo. We need your stat. So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from around the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us and like us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we miss, feel free to share it with us. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. It really helps us out and helps us find more fans to enjoy the show. Until next time, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We'll be back next week. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Goodbye.